0: Hey there dive buddies and welcome to the show. I'm joined today by a local dive pro, Graham Willis. He not only works in the industry, but he's co-authored a travel guide for divers and snorkelers alike covering New South Wales. Joining forces with a good buddy of his, they've created a book with over 400 images and 100 dive site maps. Entitled The Dive Spots of New South Wales. It's a must for anyone needing a compilation of local knowledge for diving in the region... And it's also got a pretty sexy shark on the front cover too. Graham, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing?
1: Thanks very much, Matt. No, great. Uh, nice nice to be here. Thanks for inviting us along. And hopefully we'll have a good chat generally about diving, a little bit about the book, but not too much, probably about that.
0: Well, the good thing is that you come into the studio and it's the first time I've had anyone in the studio since COVID for ages. So thanks for the beer.
1: Oh, no, that's a pleasure. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, indeed.
0: <laughs> mm. Beauty. Okay. Let's have um, let's have a bit of a background on you actually sure. before we get into the book or the books, should I say? There's two here.
1: Yep. Mm. Um, so I've been diving for a few years now. Sort of uh, certified in. 81, 82, um, was diving for a bit before that, and thought I ah, should really go and get certified. So, so I did, um, and I was lucky. I was um, living overseas. My dad worked for Shell, so we moved all around the world, hmm. and I started diving in Oman, which oh, at the no time, way. yeah, well, at the time there was no diving there at all, hardly uh, nothing commercial at all. So, w- no- w- were you living out in Muscat then? Yeah. Uh, Well, we're living in uh, closer to Matra, so yeah, yeah, yeah. north north of that.
0: I I was due to move there when I was fourteen years old. Yeah, my dad was um, he was a drilling manager and based out of uh,
1: Muscat. Right, yeah, Yeah. that was a good spot. I I was so my dad was there for a while, and then I worked there as well in the oil exploration industry. Uh, Mind you, we weren't anywhere near the water; Uh, we were in the middle of the desert. But uh, that is where I started diving, did a lot of snorking, Spearow at the time. I've got over that now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of people started there. Um, and then travelled around after that with the oil business, places like Somalia, not so good. Yeah. Uh, Madagascar, interesting, uh, which allowed us access to Mauritius, so like a union, uh, South Africa, um, and actually went off to Thailand uh, to do my licence there. So, Okay,
0: yeah. yeah. I've got to go back to Oman. I've not spoken to anyone about Oman
1: for years. Yeah. So what years were you there? Uh, Good question. Uh, Probably 76 to 81. Okay.
0: Around around that period. Yeah, a little bit before we we were meant to go out there. I think it was 88. Right. Yeah. I was a lot younger than you, clearly.
1: Clearly, uh, you know, I'm better looking as well. But what can I say? <laughs> hey, was
0: um, did they did they have the soulless bar? Was that? Do you remember that? It was one of one of the expats.
1: Not that I recall. No. There, there was. Um, I mean, you might have. I don't know what was taking you out there, but there were. Oh, that's right. Your dad was in the drilling industry, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, there was a a, a vibrant. Um, Uh, SAF club there um, with the army there were a lot of people out from the UK working with uh, the Omani forces out there and that was right beneath us uh, (laughs) the house there so that was handy and then there was a club for PDO which was the oil company uh, itself and they had their own club so outside of that that was my kind of environment really yeah
0: well I'm sure my old man's gonna listen to this at some point so there you go dad you got Oman on the show now so you're a happy man (laughs)
1: we can we can talk about that later
0: yeah oh he he fell in love with the country i liked it
1: i really liked it very very different you know from down south and the jebel and anyway all of that sort of stuff but now quite a diving destination Uh, yeah and it wasn't in my day at all
0: yeah but when you look at the map for the dive in that it's it's more northern oman is it
1: yeah, so I think uh, it's up at Musandam, which is uh, further north. It's sort of right at the tip there. Yeah. Um. But equally, down past um uh, Muscat, there's some diving down there. I saw some familiar names. Went, well, oh, okay, I didn't didn't even know about that. Yeah, yeah. And they built a big coast road there to make it much more accessible. It was pretty inaccessible when I was.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think it's one of those locations that people don't think about going on holiday. But some of the some of the resorts and and hotels in Muscat itself are just insanely good, aren't they?
1: Uh, they are, and, and I've spoken to people who have been, and they absolutely loved it. It's obviously quite a different environment. Um, I, I enjoyed the Arabic culture side of it mm. and some of the more traditional components, but I can imagine it's a good spot to go. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do you still speak Arabic, or is it dwindled? Shweb, <laughs> I yeah. i a bit. Yeah, mine dwindled a few years yeah. ago. Yeah. Don't
1: use it much in, uh, in, in Wollstonecraft in and Roseville, I must admit.
0: Yeah, F O one. And sorry, and I interrupted you there as well. So, where was, um, where did we go after that?
1: So, um, I spent some time in Madagascar uh, a couple of years there. That's, mm. that's a pretty interesting spot, I've oh, got yeah. to say. Really interesting spot. And that let me do quite a lot of diving in Mauritius and South Africa, yeah. uh, which I really enjoyed. Uh, as I said, and I figured, okay, I might, well, after 70 or 80 dives, I thought, Better go and get certified. So, so, so <laughs> I did, and I chose somewhere nice and warm and easy to do that in Thailand. Yeah, uh, which was good fun. Um, mm. The course, it put it this way, the course is much easier if you've done. A little bit of diving, you kind of yeah. know what to expect, but equally, it's a lot you don't know. So, yeah, uh, and uh, you know, I think it's a good thing. Well, it formalizes uh, to do. everything, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. And there's there's some theory in there, which is, I think, it's good good to know, hmm. uh, and continues to be good to know as you move on and become a DM or an instructor or whatever it is. I think it's good to have that theory underneath you.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, just thinking back to South Africa, did you manage mm. to get on the Sardine Run at all? No again wasn't just wasn't really a thing yeah. then i'm not saying that there was no sardine run but there was no commercial component and diving component to that yeah so the diving i did there was a place called Sordwana Bay yeah yeah uh, which is just a just on but yeah some of the best visibility i've ever seen in my life really Absolutely phenomenal. Pretty rough and ready in those days. It might still be. I don't know. You launched on a rib mm-hmm. uh, and had uh, to sort of zoom around waiting for the right break in the ways and f- off you went. Yeah. Um, and then you got deposited uh, at, I, I think there were like two, three and five mile reef or something like that. Yeah. Memory a bit scratchy, but the visibility was just fantastic. And there was a pot of dolphins that was swimming along with us on the way out. So they stopped the boat said, anyone like, want to get in? I mm. went, yes. Uh, no one else did, yeah. which I, I found quite interesting. Uh, so I had to paddle around with them for a bit, and that's it was fabulous. And then also uh, down south in the Cape, which is an awful lot colder, i got to say, uh, yeah place called Hout Bay, and uh, a couple of the wrecks there in the Seal Colony. Uh, didn't bump into any Great Whites, which is nice,
0: um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was a bit of fun too. So um, uh, after that, moved actually back to the Middle East to Qatar, um, again worked there. Uh, for about a year, year and a half, something like that. And then I left the industry and came over to Australia. Happy days. But,
0: yeah. I'm just trying to check online because Shoal, I might be getting confused. It might Is Alawol Shoal? No, Sodwana Bay is itself, I... and then Durban is Alawol Shoal, isn't yeah,
1: it? Yeah, so Sodwana is a bit further up, yeah. uh, I think, than Alawol. But I haven't dived yeah. Alawol, so.
0: Yeah. No, I did, I did did the two together. as a, a mate of mine. It was his 40th a few years ago, just before COVID, actually, 2018. So we went and did Kruger Park and then down to Sodwana Bay, did a few days there and then moved down to, to Durban where we met up with another couple of mates to go up and do the sardine run.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be tricky to get over there for, yeah. for a little bit, especially yeah. with new variants coming out now, oh. which seem even worse, unfortunately.
0: It's ridiculous. I mean, I don't think we're going to be doing any proper travelling for many a year yet, unfortunately.
1: Well, hang on. I've got a couple, three planned next year.
0: <laughs> I'm keeping my fingers and nuts crossed, mate. I've yeah. got uh, I've got a big Galapagos trip that we've postponed oh, right. from no. 2019 to now 2023
1: fantastic i'd yeah. love to do that yeah, yeah no that's not in the planning but next year there is some planning to do yeah indonesia philippines and palau so
0: yeah we'll see yeah fair one fair one and where, whereabouts in thailand did you do your training was it on kotao or
1: uh I'd, I'd have to go and look i, th- I think it was somewhere salubrious like pataya or somewhere like that ah, okay. it was, yeah, yeah. so just be out of there in one of the dive shops there yeah yeah
0: yeah that's quite a while ago, anyway. It is,
1: it is, it is indeed.
0: It is indeed. And and bringing us up to date, you're now um, working out at Frog Dive Sydney. Yeah,
1: so I, I work with uh, uh, the team at Frog Dive. I instruct there mm-hmm. and um, enjoy that. Um, I probably most enjoy the photography yeah. side of it uh, and teaching that, but still do open water and advanced and uh, deep and all of those components as well. So I, I really enjoy that. They're yeah. a good team to work with, yeah. and um, nice to have the pool out the back, uh, which helps with the uh, uh, the uh, teaching side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good 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 group to work with. Enjoy bringing people into the sport. Um, in fact, one day I remember I was just doing the confined water. Uh, it was an older gentleman. And um, at the end of the day, he said, that is the best thing I have ever done. <laughs> he hadn't even got out of the pool. So <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, your mind is going to go mad when we get in the ocean. But it's fantastic. You forget that. Yeah. You dive so much yourself, you kind of forget that amazement at just being able to be underwater. Mm. Um, and, and what a different feeling it is for people, I yeah. think
0: to be to be honest, I remember the first time I put on a scuba kit. I had no clue what was going on. Mm. I was just doing a like a try like a try like dive yeah um and I can even remember the instructor dragging me around by the the tank and the l p i yeah. hose, but I actually cried on the dive. I was that happy to be underwater and actually it's experience great, it. it. It's fantastic, yeah yeah. And you're right, you do forget it. You know, you teach so many people, it just becomes second nature. And you, every now and then there's that little button that presses and goes, aha, yeah,
1: yeah. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think sometimes you just got to remember that as well. This is a completely new experience for people, uh, nine times out of ten. It's a completely new experience. It's a completely foreign environment to them. Yes, they're there for a reason, sometimes slightly the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are you here? Well, because my boyfriend's doing it or yeah. because my girlfriend's doing it, uh, rather than because I want to do it, which is – can, can be interesting to work with sometimes. Yeah. Or my dad said I had to do it. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's going to be interesting as well. But yeah. generally, people are there because they want to experience something different. They're probably going to go off on a holiday or something like that to Fiji, and they want to be able to dive. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a privilege, actually, to be part of their diving journey and just yeah. introduce them to it, I think.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful sport. So... Tell me about this. How, how did this uh, this this little book come about? This little book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not so little. Well,
1: no, well, well, it is really compared to some of the tomes out there, but um, <laughs> nonetheless. Well, I, I was at a dive show in uh, in Sydney, and in fact, I was chatting to uh, a friend of mine who runs a resort in uh, in Sulawesi uh, to Banakan. The resort's called Thalassa Resort, oh, yeah. and Simone Gerritsen uh, runs that and has done for years, and she's a fantastic person, uh, very generous. Spirit, runs a great resort, and a really good part of the world for diving. If you haven't been over to Benarkin Sulawesi sort of Diving, so that's out of Monado, you need to get over there, because you can do the walls of Benarkin on one side, and you can do the Lembe Straits for the macro on the other side. It's just a yeah. great spot. And- I'd, I'd, I'd echo that with you.
0: I, I, in fact, I touched on Benarkin and Lembe when I had, uh, who was I talking to? Oh, it was Debbie from um, Dive Planet. Dive Planet. Yeah, oh. we were talking about going around the world on all that yep. kind of thing. but. You hit the nail on the head there. To be able to do the drifts and get the big wide-angle shots on the photography, yeah. and then pop across to Lembe and do the uh, the macro. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic spot.
1: It is, and but even even at Lembo, when you get outside the heads, there some dives called Angels Window and stuff like that. Hmm. It's completely changed. It's not <laughs> yeah. macro. It's the coral. It's yeah. the wide angle. It's fantastic. <laughs> so just love it. And, and the pricing is is very 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 reasonable. Yeah. Uh, now I don't know what's going to happen to the airfares post. Covid uh, Singapore Airlines used to fly in there that was the best way of getting there. Yeah. Uh, Garuda uh, the other uh, option there. Um so I don't know what's going to happen to the airfares but I bet it's still reasonable.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think Garuda's probably a safe bet. Yeah. I'd stay away from NAD Air just putting that out there because yeah. they've taken our money and not given us a refund and not given us a fair enough a, a, a ticket to book another flight so yeah, they can get bad yeah. rep right here right now.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough, yeah. Um yeah, so so Simone was at the dive show, and she introduced us to this guy called Johan Boschoff, whom, mm-hmm. whom I hadn't met before. Now Johan um, is from South Africa. He'd come over a few years previously, and in South Africa, he'd written a book, um, "Dive Spots of South Africa," "Dive Spots of Mozambique," and then he moved over to WA mm-hmm. um, and wrote "Dive Spots of WA." Um, and he was a, he was at the show, uh, and he had his books there. Um, and Simone introduced us and said, well, I don't know about you two, but maybe you want to do something on New South Wales. Now, Johan's never dived in New South Wales, so, <laughs> so it would be tricky for him to write it. Yeah. Um, but what he did have um, was all of the experience of laying out the book, all of the programs for that. He had an approach and a methodology. And if you look at the other two books, uh, or he's actually written more than that, but um, if you look at the other two dive spot books, you'll see a very, very similar format. Uh, and the idea is not to cover every single dive site. That's impossible. I mean, well, mm. put it this way. You throw a pick in on a boat and you dive and that's a dive spot. You might, yeah. you might, you know, so you, you, you can't do that. Um, what you can do is probably pick out um, s- some of the major ones in each of the spots there. And there'll be disagreement about that. Someone will like, say, oh, you left out A, left out B. Why mm-hmm. did you cover C? That's a dreadful dive. Whatever it is, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I'm happy with the feedback. Um but there was an opportunity to do that. Uh, we said, "Yep, yeah, let's let's make it work." Um, progress was a little bit slow initially uh, because I had a full time job going on as well. But then, um, with COVID uh, kicking along, that gave us the opportunity to work absolutely full time on the book and crank it out. Yeah. Uh, so that was in March uh, 2020, uh, and then we published it in July August uh, 2020.
0: Yeah, because I think we initially – I might have actually commented on your initial post about the book launch. Yeah, yeah. I think that's when we start, first started yeah. uh, kind of – do you call it chatting yeah. online or whatever it is? Yeah. Commenting?
1: Uh, actually, actually, I think, to be honest, that was the second – it was a kind of relaunch almost. Okay. So it had been out there for a, probably a year or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in, interesting launching it, uh, anything in COVID, <laughs> 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 apart from possibly a boat. Um, but um, – <laughs> You know that that's the way it is, and obviously the dive industry has had it much harder than you know two of us writing a book for goodness sake. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so it's obviously taken
0: a lot of research. I'm just flicking through the book now. Mm. It's beautiful. It's Really, it's put together really nicely. Oh, thank you. Um, but it it must have taken an awful lot of time to pull all the f- photographs together, the information, the text. Uh, you've got GPS coordinates for everything that's in here. Um, you've been a busy boy, haven't
1: you? Yeah, it did. It did. Um It did take a fair amount of research and obviously you want it to be correct. Now, Mm. having said that, we don't want people navigating to the spot exactly by boat Mm. going, well, hang on, you're 20 metres out, you go. <laughs> okay. And and there's a kind of disclaimer to that. But but you will be pretty much in the zone and in most cases you'll be bang on. Yeah. Um, with that, uh you know, where can you get your boat in in some uh, some cases because we know that not everyone can either do a shore dive or not everyone wants to go with a commercial operator because that, you know, that can get a bit pricey. So, mm-hmm. you know, ha- how can you do this yourself? We know that not everyone's you know, diving. Um uh, so there's some good spots pulled out there for snorkelers as well. Mm. Um and it was fun. It was fun to do. It was a lot of work, yeah. but it was it was fun to do that because it got me off to do some dives. I was like, oh, I've never done that. I better go and do it. <laughs> better go and have a look. For I better go and have. I better go and have a look. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That
0: was my excuse when I started my tour company, and it was global. So I was going off to Indonesia and Thailand. And
1: <laughs> why, why didn't I think of that? Why did I just write a book? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it was it, it was a, it was a great way also of getting, uh, for instance, down to Eden mm-hmm. uh, to do some of the dives down there. Damn cold. <laughs> Really? <laughs> really cold. <laughs> uh, so we went down there, I think it was in March, and uh, thought, oh, that's you know end of summer. It's still be pretty warm, the water. yeah. Um, so we went outside to do uh, the first dive, and that um, was 12 degrees. And we thought, oh, it's cold. And we were in wetsuits because I do drive in a dive in a dry suit, but mm. um, we thought, no, it'll still be warm. Um, and then came inside to um, dive um, the uh, chip mill um, pier there. And it was 10 degrees. Um, (laughs) So it's like, oh, jeez. Anyway, but great, great dives, good operators down there. So that was nice. And equally, likewise, you know, up at Tweed Heads, getting up to the northern side there, um, because there were a couple of dives I hadn't done there as well. I'm sure there's plenty of dives I haven't done, but there were a couple I wanted to do there as well. So a good excuse to get out.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, I know we are speaking briefly, Mm. but you had – chats every now and then with uh, michael McFadden, the old the old man that seems to know all of new south Oh, and, and he does look
1: it, <laughs> tremendous uh, so michael's stuff is tremendous resource end of story and this yeah. is in no way uh, meant to replace it so let me no, no. let me put that out there it does not in any way uh, replace it um it does have more information about what's available in the area rather than just the dive sites so if you're going there is there a hospital there is there a bank there you know those sort of yeah. things. so if you want to pick it up and travel then yeah, It's a useful um, one one to use for that. Yeah. Uh, but Michael's done an awful lot of stuff. And certainly I shot a note off to Michael and I said, look, whatever research I do, your stuff seems to come up. Um, and even if people haven't acknowledged it, it still comes up. Yeah. Um, sometimes they've changed the words. Quite often they haven't. Yeah. Um, and so on and so forth. So would you be amenable um, to us using some of your material? Michael came back and he said, yes, However, if you're going to do that, then each time you do that, you need to acknowledge me as as the author of that, point to the website for that. That was going to be a very cumbersome way of putting the book together. So there's no yeah. disrespect to Michael at all. Uh, he's 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 got tremendous knowledge and he's given the dive industry a lot. And certainly my students, when I'm saying that, say, look at Michael's site. Yeah. If you want to have a look at what's going on, go to Michael's site yeah. after you've bought my book. <laughs> um, but uh, but so I, I think they fill slightly different purposes as well mm, mm. uh his research on some of the historic wrecks and things is fantastic always read it uh, always uh, have a look at it um so uh no Mike, michael's given a lot to to the industry and continues to do so
0: yeah yeah and i see you've um you've star rated the uh, as well
1: yes <laughs> always dangerous that <laughs> that's, one. Stick that's your star gonna be rating a topic in. isn't it <laughs> well it, <laughs> it it is a bit um Because let's face it, you can go to a spot, you can have an absolutely fabulous dive, and you go, well, that's a five-star spot. Mm. But if you've been there several times and you talk to people, you go, that that was the best dive I've ever done there, and I've been diving this for n years. It's not normally that good. (laughs) Um, So, you know, of course it's you know, up to us or up to me uh, writing the book uh, in terms of that, but it's certainly offered a lot of feedback from people. If you had to rate the dives in the air, what would you say is your go-to dive? Yeah. And even in Sydney, there's a bit of north versus south where it's like, you know, why would you go north of the harbour? all the best dives are south. Yeah. Um. There's good dives south and north, I would suggest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously you do more diving where it's easiest for you to do that, yeah. um, as simple as that. But I think that most of the – you know, five star rated dives, the majority of people would go, I can see why that I can see why that uh, would be yeah. rated that way. Uh, you know, if you pick out Southwest Rocks, for example, it can be dreadful. Yeah. You you might not even get in the cave. The visibility might be three meters and a raging current out the front. Yeah. It might be a dreadful day. On balance, it's a five star dive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, um that particular location's a, a cracking example of what it's like in New South Wales as, as a whole, mm, mm, mm. because the biodiversity is just ridiculous. Yeah, quite frankly. Yeah, you know, if you're talking about Southwest Rocks, and you can see everything from nudibranchs to shoaling fish, Absolutely. sharks, and the odd, you know, the odd humpback whale popping by.
1: Well, um, talking about humpback whales, I, I was diving down in Jervis Bay. Um, probably four years ago now and i had my daughter um, uh, diving with us as well and she hadn't done many dives very comfortable in the water Mm -hmm. uh, but probably 30 or 40 dives something like that and i had the camera had the rig down there and um we were diving a place called nudie wall so funnily enough macro lens on of course (laughs) jump in my daughter points excitedly into the distance and i go What's that? And whatever it is has just disappeared. And then I see a white streak, and I thought, oh, I think that's a sap hanging yeah. in the water. I know what it is, <laughs> but I've never seen one. It wasn't. It was the front edge of, of, of the pectoral fin of a humpback. <laughs> so this baby humpback sweeps over us, I mean, very close indeed, very close, yeah. um, four times, just comes back and around, Uh and apparently what it did was pop up, have a look at the boat. And there were two other sets of divers out. I had a look at them, and then came back again. And this was a baby, so five meters or something. Yeah. Um, and not this season's, I don't think, but previous season, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mum obviously said, "Stop playing with the divers," uh, <laughs> and and off it went. But you go macro lens. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> um, luckily, a friend of mine had a GoPro, so I've got the I've got the footage to prove it. But my daughter thinks that's normal. Well, you yeah. go down for a dive at Jervis Bay and. It's humpback, surely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyway, five star dive for her. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I, absolutely.
0: Yeah. it Maybe take her a while to uh, top that one. It
1: will. It will. Mm. I think she's realised that she hasn't done much diving recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but I mean, like I say, on the on the biodiversity side, if we we could example that down in Jarvis Bay, or even more locally, um, Shelley Beach. Yes. You know, generally, yep. I'll jump in there with a wide-angle lens every t- every time mm. uh, or the steps at Cornell something yep. like that. However, I go somewhere like Chowder Bay and we're, we're macro time. Absolutely. You know, don't, Absolutely. Even, don't even bother with wide-angle. However, you can see large rays there. You, you know? do, quite often. Yeah. Some missing a tail. Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Stumpy's been around a long time. A long time, yeah. yeah. Long time. I don't know. How old, how old do those things go? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know, but that, that one's been around – certainly for eight or nine years at mm. least and possibly quite possibly a lot longer than that but yeah. certainly i'm aware of it over that over yeah. that period of time be fair to say it scares the bejesus out of new divers <laughs> <like Piz. laughs> it made me double take
0: when i was down there i think, yeah. it, was about, I think it was my first or second dive down there in yeah two three meter viz and um just saw this movement out of the peripheral vision and by Christ, he was close.
1: <laughs> and they, do, they just sweep in amongst the uh, amongst the pilings there and yeah. uh, off it goes. But again, the, as you say, the diversity, yes, it's a macro site, definitely. Mm-hmm. But again, you get some of the warmer uh, species come down there um, as, as well. And yeah. you suddenly find something, you go, hang on, I didn't know you got ghost pipefish here.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Example. Um, and normally you don't, <clears throat> but occasionally you do. Yeah. Um,
0: did you see those photos that Salvo got of him? So, I did. Yeah. I had
1: a chat with Salvo about them yeah. and where he got them. A
0: big shout-out to him as well. He's yeah. just won a photography award. He
1: has. Well. He's did, done tremendously. Well, he, I think he took about two or three awards out.
0: Yeah. He's been greedy. It's about bloody time as yeah. well. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Good on him. Good on him.
0: <laughs> yeah. High five, Salvo. Well done, son. Um, now, you've given me two books. I have. Which I'm very grateful for. And you've written on the inside. I'll, I'll read that later. Um, but the Marine Species Guide. So what's the... What's the What's the format here? Did dive, the dive spots come first and marine
1: species second? So or? the marine species guide is a second or third edition. It might be a third edition actually. Okay. Um, so Johanna uh, had put that together,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so oh look, why don't we sort of uh, you know update that? I think it'll take it'll take us a couple of days to do that. And I <laughs> I had a good look at it and I went, mate, it's not a couple of days to do that. There's the, you know we need to. It's not just New South Wales fish, nor is it meant to be. If you look at the seal acanth on page, I think, fifty-three or whatever, it'll probably tell you that. Um (laughs) um, it is a broader look at marine species. But Mm. I thought it was just interesting because it's pretty simple and you look at the pen and ink drawing above it and you go, Oh, why would you use that? But actually to identify fish by some of the key features and shape rather than by colour uh, can be pretty useful. Sometimes the photographs are very helpful. Sometimes they're not quite so helpful. Mm. And then just a the basic, um, you know, part about the habitat and uh, lifestyle and where you can find them, what they can grow. So I, I thought it was um, a, a simple guide um, that I was happy to help update and also include more species that we find in Australia, and it, because it was originally put together in South Africa, mm-hmm. um, and, and change out some of those things. And, and some of the um, orders and genuses had changed, as they do, as scientists sh- shuffle fish around and nudibranchs around, into different, give them different names again, so some of the stuff yeah. had changed. So it was a good opportunity to, for me, again, to dive into an area, no pun intended, um, that that I'm always interested in, but can always learn so much more about in terms of species and those sort of things. So that was the opportunity.
0: Yeah. I think that's one of the prime things as well. You you never stop learning do you, when you're looking in the water.
1: Absolutely. And and that, and that is part of it, whether it be, you know, diving and, and, and what you do in diving. And last week you were talking uh, with Jeff about technical diving and some Mm. of those components. And there's always more you can do and learn if, if that's what you wish to do. But equally it's, I, I suppose technically it's not unlimited uh, the number of uh, species and stuff out there but there's more than I will ever see in my lifetime and there's always yeah. stuff that we're learning about them there's always stuff that we can do to help protect the oceans and what we're seeing on a day-to-day basis because i think we're privileged to see that mm. and i hope we continue to see it but um as a race we're doing we're doing our level best to eliminate i think large components of the yeah of the uh of the fish life out there unfortunately. we're doing a good job
0: of cocking it up yeah we? we are yeah we
1: are. i
0: think that it, i think we've got to kind of view it now as we're, we've kind of ballsed it up but and it's going to get worse but if we can do our very best to slow that rate yeah I think that's the best we can aim for at the moment, me personally.
1: Yeah, I think, well, a, an example would be humpbacks, uh, for example. You know, we hunted them to near extinction. Blue whales, exactly the same. And then there's a moratorium on whaling for the vast majority of countries in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Japan's really for political reasons, to be honest. The, the young people really don't eat whale meat. I spent yeah. some time in Japan and they're just not interested, but you still have these shops full of whale meat because mm-hmm. it's government-supported. Um Hopefully they'll, they'll come on board too. However, that aside, the moratorium on whaling has meant that the whale numbers have reached now healthy levels in some species mm-hmm. really quite quickly, um, humpbacks being being probably the best of those. But the, I noticed that the blue whale numbers uh, are increasing markedly as well. Southern rights mm-hmm. I don't know enough about. Um, and minkies, uh, I think, are also on the way up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great. So it can, it can change and it can can change reasonably quickly, and by that I mean 10 or 15, 20 years, not two or three. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you're right, small things that we can do either to slow down uh, the rate of change, whether that be climate change or just overfishing in many cases. I mean, shark finning, for example, Mm -hmm. just ridiculous uh, behaviour. Anything we can do to stop that or slow that down, I think, is of value.
0: Well... We we can get the Australian politicians to pull all the nets and the drum lines out of the water for starters.
1: I completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. completely
0: with any opportunity to get that one in there, I will.
1: Yeah, no, no, and and if you'd like me to second it, I'll second it. now. Yeah, Thank
0: good you. on you, good on you. Um, cool. So um, where's the third book?
1: What's next? Uh, well, <laughs> well, if you want a couple of thousand copies, I've got them at home. Um, so so I, I'd like to try and move this these out first. Yeah. Uh, COVID has slowed not only this down, but obviously the whole industry uh, down. Luckily, it doesn't really go uh, out of date. Some of the details about a service station being open might be out of date, but the actual dive sites don't go out of date. Um, And that's why we haven't also listed operators and those sort of things in there because, unfortunately, they do change. Yes. They come and go. Um, We certainly say go and talk to your local dive operator. They are the best people uh, to talk to about a dive site if you want to dive. Don't rely on this. Don't just rely on – um, McFadden's guide as well. Go and talk to your local dive shop. Mm. Use them, and funnily enough, you'll have a dive industry for a while. If you buy everything online at the lowest price from overseas, you're not going to have a local dive industry. No. And that, that's
0: a, a very good point. And and the other thing that I wanted to bring in as well is that having a physical book, mm. it, it there's something special about having something you can ref, you can refer to. And I don't know whether it's born out of me doing a lot of liverboards or or in fact, you know, been trip leader or all that kind of thing, having a library of books there yeah. that you can actually sit after a dive and find the fish that you've been uh, down and viewed, and and if, for those old people who like to log what they've seen, mm. I say old people, you know, new, young I, people I'm in as there. well. But I still log it. <laughs> I still, yeah, anything new that I see, yeah. I like to make a note of it, and if I'm lucky enough to get a photograph as well, it's a bonus. But to have a book to go through rather than just being yet another moment of jumping onto Google or um, everyone seems to jump on the, the bandwagon of let's jump on facebook and ask the question of what this is well grab a book and have a look
1: well that's right it, it is it, you know i don't i don't but when i see people oh does anyone know a good dive site here I'll go there's a really good book out there that'll tell you that yeah a- and if you do basic homework you'll find that on michael's site for example yeah. go and talk to your local dive shop you'll find out so there's absolutely a place for the for the community as well mm. to help, because I think the community is pretty helpful. Yeah. Uh, when you put something out there, whether people lose something or they're asking a question about it, people are keen, keen, keen to help, and I think that's great as a community. Personally, and maybe it's because I'm old fashioned, I like to have, pick up a book and have a leaf through it. Oh, yeah. what if we went from here to here? Where does that look like? Um, And I I think a book still has its place. Chuck it in Mm. the glove box. You know, you're heading down to, well, you were up at Putty Beach the other day, I think you said. That's right. Um, So if you're heading north, okay, where should I go? Can I nip into Nelson Bay? What happens if I go there? Are there any dive sites? Oh, yeah, three or four. Fantastic. I can, you know, uh, and then talk to the local dive shop as well. Um, So again, it doesn't replace that, but I've got a a library full Mm. of books about diving and fish id and, and 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 teaching and all of those components hyperbaric medicine because it's interesting and yeah. yes i can probably jump online and get an article on it but it's all in one place for me
0: yeah and, and you, you know I don't like that 6 ten twelve 10 12 months down the line you want to refer back to that article chances i are- you're not going to know where you found it online.
1: I can't find anything on Facebook about 10 seconds after I've looked at it. It kind of zooms, <laughs> zooms off into the, into the hyperspace. I can't find it, even when I want it.
0: Yeah, fair one. How are we doing with that beer?
1: I'm going well. Yeah. Did, did you need another one, did you? I'd, I'd like another did one. Did you, you? Okay, well, it's, I'll just reach into my magic pile. Yeah,
0: he's, he's holding the, the, the coolie box at the moment. <laughs> there we go. Thank you very much, sir.
1: I'm doing too much talking and not enough drinking that's oh, fine. Oh, no, that's right. That's right. You carry <laughs> well, on. Why shouldn't mix diving and drinking, as we go, so.
0: <laughs> It's it's actually it's really nice to be to be coming into the studio and talking to someone face to face instead of over the internet. Yeah. And predominantly because of all the crazy lockdowns that we've had here in Sydney and well, all of Australia really, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um
0: so, yeah, it's, again, it's there's a, a place.
1: Again, there's a place for that medium and it allows us to reach people and places that we wouldn't otherwise be able to reach. Yeah. So there's a plus to that. But, again, I prefer the contact when you said, oh, should we do this over Zoom or in the studio? I went, I'm in the studio. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> was it was it because I said studio or just because I said we could have a beer as well?
1: Ah, oh, that might have been it. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, okay. I just omitted that piece,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so dive spots. I want to know what is your favourite dive spot of new south wales
1: well whatever i say i'm going to be in trouble here so oh yeah <laughs> yeah fair yeah, fair, <laughs> enough. Uh, fair enough um the the place i I'd, I'd pick is is probably jervis bay oh yeah and the reason i'd pick jervis bay is because there is such a variety of spots there yeah pretty much any weather you can get out in not always but 99 times out of 100, you can get out there. Mm. There's some spectacular dives there with the seal colonies, both north and south. Uh, You've got a couple of accessible wrecks there. Um, You've got Grey Nurse there. You've got a really wide variety of uh, sea life and just a fantastic set of sea cliffs and things there, which are just brilliant topography. And then you've got the added attraction of the whales. Yes. Yes. And certainly the dive, the dive operation down there, uh, dive Jarvis Bay, um, has has you know access you know, has a license to take people out um, so they can uh, swim with the whales. Yeah. Um, and that's fantastic as well. But if you're lucky enough to see them diving, like I explained to my daughter and I did, it's like, well, what can top that? Yeah. As a single dive site, would it be the best dive single site? No, I don't think so. But if you say, well, there's 70 or 80 dive spots that you can go to within a within the one area you go that's 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 pretty good yeah that's pretty yeah. good
0: well jazz my missus and i uh we went down to jarvis Oh, it's got to be it's got to be 10 11 months ago now and we oh, i made contact with sue newson from mm-hmm. crest diving and she operates out of her she's got her operation at the back of her house there
1: yeah yeah
0: And i, I was I didn't. I looked a little bit at Jarvis, but I didn't pay particularly too much attention when I was doing my research before going, because I knew it was a good location. Mm, mm, mm. Got a mate that lives down there. He says, it's great. Cool. We're going to come down and do yep. some diving. Yeah. And it was only when I met Sue and picked up the tanks, and I could see she's decorated the floor of her um, dive operation right. with a, um, a, a design that shows the dive sites. Right. And it,
1: it's so many. There, there are.
0: And it was it was lovely. I mean, we only went off um, one of the very basic ones, Holmes yeah. Beach. Yeah, okay. just to have a, yeah. a a splash about. I think Jazz yeah. had just got a new wetsuit or something, right. so doing all that. Um, but it was lovely, absolutely lovely, and uh, we can't wait to go again.
1: Yeah, there's not there's not so many shore dives there. Holmes mm. is, is, is is certainly one of them. Murray's is another one. Yeah. Um, but there's always there's always somewhere to go, and and the diving uh, I think can be pretty good. So so I think as a concentrated in an area. Mm. That that would that would be my pick because of variety. If you said oh no you can't do that. You can only have one site.
0: Yes. One
1: site. Um <laughs> it's either one site. Southwest Rocks mm-hmm. or Julian Rocks. Okay. I've not done Julian. Well, one of those I have actually that's Byron one Bay, Bay isn't too. it? Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, bo- both of them can be spectacular on their day. Both of them are a little ride out. Uh, Junior Rocks is a little bit closer, yeah. uh, obviously, than Southwest Rocks. So that can be pretty skippy. If the conditions are poor, then it's not a good dive, and so on and so forth. But on their day, they are spectacular. And that's not meant to diss a whole load of other good dive sites. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, North Rock at Broughton Island is a brilliant site, Looking Glass is a brilliant site um, as well. Um, so there really are some very good sites around. But if you said, okay, well, you've got to pick one or two that regularly mm-hmm. turns it on, mm-hmm. I pick, I pick two. You see, not one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like Julian Rocks. I like Southwest Rocks as well, actually. Yes. Yeah. And there's only there's only two operators out of Southwest Rocks, isn't there? correct? Mm. Which oh, one? The, do, which one do you go? Last time I with?
1: looked, anyway, I was there three weeks ago. I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which one? Which one did you dive with?
1: Um, Southwest Rocks Dive Center.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And those boys have been doing that for a, a yeah. long time. Pete in the other place used to work at Frog Dive as well, so in, yeah. him him as well. Um, but the other one has accommodation upstairs and it's fairly reasonable accommodation. So you're also in a situation if you have to cancel, because it is weather dependent. Yes. If you have to cancel, then they're happy to cancel their own accommodation, if you know what I mean. If right. you go outside for accommodation, well, you might well lose that. You're kind of stuck. So yeah. Yeah. just little things like that make a yeah. difference, I think.
0: Yeah. And we did... um We did Byron Bay, Julian Rocks last year. Yeah. Probably, yeah, probably 14 months ago now.
1: Again, some good, uh, some, for a small set of rocks, some quite different um, dive sites around it. Mm. Everything from the, you know, a a more beginner Mm. site, sort of 12, 14 metres, sandy bottom, always plenty of turtles around. Yes. Um, Normally a lot of shoaling fish can get mantas there as well on the pinnacles. Yeah. so it, but grey nurse and leopards, and yeah. the leopards there, or zebras, depends what you want to call them, mm-hmm. um are swimming, and yes. you go, well, of course they're swimming, um but you go to a lot of places, <laughs> like in, in Mozambique, places they're not they're sitting on the bottom, yeah uh, but at, um, at Gillian Rocks, they're, they're moving around. And, mm. and I think, again, spectacular animals. Um, completely unconcerned about you. Yeah. Um, just gently flopping around. Um, it'd be interesting to see them take off with that massive tail of theirs that makes them look like a thresher, yeah. um, which I haven't seen them do. I've only ever seen them move quite slowly, but I'm sure they can move quite fast. Like- and then the grey nurse uh, during the wintertime. Yeah. Uh, in, in many numbers.
0: Well, I saw... Um arguably the largest grey nurse I've ever seen at Julian Rocks. And she was clearly not bothered by divers whatsoever. No. I know they're pretty crap with their eyesight anyway, but you know, I was right up in her nose and yeah. she was
1: And I think fine. people who don't, I, I'm sure you've had this, but people who don't dive think you're absolutely nuts going looking for sharks. Mm. Whereas I, I think the people who do dive a bit are, are looking for uh, Quite often uh, for sharks, and we know some great nurse, you know, Labradors of the sea, and just <laughs> yeah. off they go, and and they're quite skittish. So yeah. if you move quickly or do a sudden movement, you'll hear that crack of the tail, and, yeah. and they'll be off. Uh, they'll come back, but they'll take a little while to come back. So, you know, it's not a case of them chomping on you. It's the, I mean, they're curious, mm. I think, uh, which is why they come up so close as well. Um, but I've never – I'm respectful of them, and I've never done anything stupid and I'm trying. Touch them or anything silly like that. Yeah. Um, but they're very comfortable to come within a meter, half a meter of you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that shot on the front of the book is that's at uh, Broughton Island. That's at North Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wide-angle lens. That puppy is half a meter from us. If yeah.
0: That, yeah. If that. I got. I got a similar shot, but it's all blurred out. Right. Because uh, I think. Where was it? Oh, I it was the cathedral at uh, Alawel Shoal. Yeah. Okay. South Africa. And um, she came over the top and um, just had a little feel, shall we say, of my um, um, strobe. Right. So once she realised it was something that was solid and plastic, it was kind of a crack of the tail and she was off. Bang. Just at the same time as I'd pressed the shutter button. Right,
1: right. Okay, (laughs) nice, nice. But I remember the day uh, that particular shot was taken at uh, Broughton Island and the visibility was just magical it was a good 25 30 meters right. uh, visibility and i've got a shot there that we counted 27 sharks in really it was just fantastic yeah. just fantastic
0: see we were unlucky because we were, we were going to do um Broughton island on the way back down from byron yeah um, but the weather turned so there was no way we were going to get out there
1: we did, we did a dive trip, uh, me and, uh, my buddy uh, Matthew, and, um, yeah, and Barb was with us as well, um, up north. And we were doing solitary, it was Southwest Rock, Solitary Islands, et cetera. We were going to do HMAS Brisbane up to Wolf Rock and back. Mm-hmm. And as we went up, it was like one of those tour t shirts, you know. <laughs> South Rocks, cancelled. HMAS Prison, cancelled. <laughs> Wolf Rock, cancelled. It's like, oh, for goodness sake. The weather was truly dreadful. So we had to do a bit bit of uh, rearranging. Yeah. Um, but we still had a, you know, we probably got 11 or 12 dives in, but in a slightly different order and not all the ones we wanted. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, weather dependent on a load of those things. So things like Pimpernel Rock uh, out, out um, north of the solitaries, well north of the solitaries, um, I must have been up four or five times to try and dive that. Not yet. What's the attraction to that one then?
0: Because that's a that's a name I've not heard before.
1: It's it's in the middle of pretty much nowhere. I think it's um, you know forty meter type dive, um, so you need to be a bit more experienced on getting it, and extremely weather dependent, and you need a full boat to get there. So yeah. um, I, I desperately want to do that. We'll be trying it again uh, in in March. Mm-hmm. Which might not be the best time, but it's the best time we've got. Um, so, so, so we'll, we'll see if we can get there. But otherwise, the North Solitary is fa- fantastic. Uh, you know, um, the anemones there are just an enemy bays, uh, reputedly the highest density of anemones anywhere in the world. Mm. I, I think the work experience kid got to count them. I'm not sure what out there. <laughs> um, and fish soup as well. Again, there's some really good, good dives there. So if you can't do it, you go. Oh, okay, fair enough. But but there's there's pretty special diving there anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always there's always more places to dive. Oh, there's always sure. more places to dive. Are you are you going
0: to um, are you going to extend beyond New South Wales?
1: Well, I, I I don't. I I think if there was another book, it would possibly be sort of top ten dive sites in each state. I yeah. think that's what I would do rather than pretend I could put together a book for Victoria. I couldn't. Yeah. I, have I dived in Victoria? Sure. But do, do I really know the dive spots? Good excuse to go down for three or four months. I think my wife, my wife might not be amused by that. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but um, you know, good excuse to do that. And sure, you could, you know, use the local knowledge and talk to people there and do it. I don't think it's quite the same. Mm. Um so, unlikely to do that. My experience in South Australia says there's some cracking diving there, but possibly quite a short book. If you really talk to people yeah. there, yes, you've got the um, uh, the leafy sea dragons, which are phenomenal. You've got HMS Hobart. You have you know, you've got the sinkholes, Ewan's Ponds and, and Killsby and things like that, mm. um, which are pretty good, but there's large areas of, of, of not a lot. Yeah. Um, you've got the cuttlefish and wyla for that. Period of time, so we were lucky enough to do that this year. We did Rodney oh, Fox did? and the Great Whites, and then came back and we did Wyler, oh, yeah, Shut up, really? Yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, and then you, we you, did Rapid Bay for the for the Leafies. You
0: weren't on the same boat as Don Silcock, yeah?
1: I wasn't. No.
0: Okay, thank God for that. No, no. He, went, he said, oh, "I'm going to go down and do Rodney Fox, then I'm going to go and do the cuttlefish." And lo and behold, Libby Sterling, a mate of mine from Queensland, she yeah. was on the same boat as right, as Don.
1: right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we weren't, and, and we were lucky because not only were we lucky with COVID because we just managed to keep slightly ahead of it, yeah. Um, but the trip before us had been cancelled due to rough weather, with three meter seas. So, um, we we were lucky to get it in. The seas were half a meter, a meter, nothing. Yeah. Um, we had great whites on every dive, so everyone got them, yeah. uh, which was great. Um, so really enjoyed that. I thought the cuttlefish were amazing, yeah, and just so accessible for everyone. Snorkelers.
0: was a. Did you find a lot of divers at the at the dive site?
1: No, uh, really. Now we were we were midweek, okay. So deliberately, yeah, yeah. Apparently, the weekends were a bit hectic. Um. So so, again, talking to people who were there at the weekend, they said, "Oh, no, cars were, yeah, you know, are everywhere." Yeah. But there's enough for everyone. I mean, there's only. I think this year the numbers were down to hundred and twenty thousand of them. Um, what? Previous year, two hundred fifty thousand. Holy so unfortunately, they uh, reintroduced commercial fishing. Yeah, of them. they protected them. Numbers went up. They went, oh, well, there you go. Everything's peachy now. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, um, <laughs> after in a year, I'm sure there's no correlation. Um, so no, we went. We were lucky enough to be able to go uh, midweek again with my mate Matthew and uh, Andrew, uh, and it was just fabulous. We did four dives, um, all of all of five meters of water, uh, no no deeper than that. Yeah. kind of run out at five or six metres. Um, and you might think, oh, you're going to see cuttlefish every dive. But the behaviour is just fascinating. Yeah. And this is this thing about every time you go down, you see something different. You go, oh, I've never seen that before. I'm sure I've seen cuttlefish, but I haven't seen that sort of behaviour before. And they were fascinating. So we did four dives on it, enjoyed every single one. Again, lucky with the conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and thought, yeah, tick that box. Beautiful. On we go. And I would do that again. Really? I I would actually do that again. I thought it was so different and so accessible that I would go, yep.
0: Would you do it with a long snorkel and some weights?
1: No, I'd I'd take the tank because, again, with the – and I remember you talking about this with the freediver. It's like, well, okay, (laughs) you want to get down and take a shot? Fine, but I can reposition it, I can wait, I can see what's happening, I can see what the males are doing in terms of they have a bit of a dance-off with each other, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and protecting the female, and the female goes, no, I'll sneak off over here, and so on and so forth. So absolutely you can snorkel and see it all. I think you just get a different level of appreciation if you just – Sitting there, pretty much on the bottom, just looking at what's going on for an hour, hour and a half, because it's air's not the issue. Yeah. Um, but take your dry suit. You <laughs> take your dry suit. <laughs> I'm
0: am I'm, I'm a an advocate of that. I like just positioning yourself somewhere and let the the sea life do its thing around you. And if you if you're lucky enough to see something nice, then you do. And invariably, you are lucky enough. Yeah. If you're patient yeah. and you wait, it works a treat.
1: I agree. I mean when you see divers and i guess each to their own who are basically charging around everywhere yes i know they are missing so much now mm-hmm. they're covering more ground than me big deal mm. um i i never do that I, i'm a potterer yeah. uh, and uh, make no apologies for it because you see a lot see a lot more and i think as a uh, as someone who's keen on the photography side of it um it pays to slow down
0: yeah Oh, for sure. To slowly. Yeah, I, I, I've lost count of how many dives that I've been on, you know, around the world, and mm. people come up from a, a dive. And, oh, did you see the turtle? Yeah. Oh, what about the the ex fish? You yeah, mm. saw that as well. Mm. Um, did you see the nudibranch? Did you see the yeah, um, the scorpion fish? Did you see the, you know, Indian walkman? And you know, they miss everything. Yeah. Just because they're going too fast.
1: I, I think when you start diving, if it isn't a meter long, you don't see it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) so it's like did did you see the octopus no Uh, because they're beautifully camouflaged of course Um, I think as you dive more you see stuff smaller and smaller and smaller and then when you get into macro photography you see the small stuff on top of the small stuff yeah Um, so you see the emperor shrimp on top of you know the sea urchin whereas previously it's never been there of course it's been there Uh, you just haven't uh, haven't seen it Um, so I think again it's one of those things I think one's diving keeps evolving yes. Uh, as 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 you get more experience
0: I, swear, I can't remember, I like to give the, the boys a shout out for those that get the the photography moments and there was one that was recently posted f- f- sorry whoever you are, I can't remember your name but there was a photo of a wobby gong and it was only in post taking shot and, and going through his, his photo reel that he saw a nudibranch sat on the forehead of this
1: oh. wobby gong <laughs> <laughs> but I've done that numerous times, I've gone back through processing stuff, I've gone Oh, didn't see that there. <laughs> I wish I had at the time. I would have taken a different shot. So even even though you're going slowly, just slow down even more and have a good look. Yeah. And can you please, you know, and and keep up to date with the um, focal quality of the glass in, in your in your in your mask nowadays? Because <laughs> that's that's a big bonus too. If you haven't got optically corrected uh, glass in yeah. your in your mask, and you need glasses. Do it. I know it's 400 bucks or so, but it's worth every cent of it. Yeah. It's funny to say that. I I was talking to –
0: I'm rubbish with names today. The uh, company that does the lenses down in – I think it's down in South Australia. Um, But I had a good old and natter on the phone with the woman because, obviously, I've got glasses for reading. Mm -mm. And I've noticed it over the last 12, 14 months where I can't clearly see the back of my camera. Right. So I'm taking photos, but I'm not entirely sure that they're in focus. Yeah, 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 and as the eyes get worse, I'm having to try glasses on the outside of the lenses by various ways, and it's worked when they were just starting to go. Mm. But now that I need a a glass for for reading all the time, yeah, I I, I need to get the glass in the lens in the. I uh, I, I, I think
1: once you do it, you'll go. I wish I'd done that a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you really do. Now, unfortunately, you'll have to keep changing it because your eyes will keep getting worse. Exactly. Sorry.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but it's worth
1: it. It really is. Yeah. The amount of diving you do, it's, it's, it, it just makes all the difference.
0: Yeah, uh, we're going to get it done. I think. Um, I think the missus is going to buy them for me. Uh, for me, for my Christmas present. Is it, for, there's a Christmas present. Yeah. There, excellent. Yeah. We excellent. do that once a year. That's all right. I know yeah. what's coming. Yeah. 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 <laughs> timing with the eyes are getting worse. So
1: there as is. Well. I mean, there is one in uh, in Dy o- okay. o- o- Osbob. Yeah. Um, who did mine, uh-huh. uh, done a couple of sets for, for me. I, I don't know if he's personally is retired. He was close to that, but it's a proper optician's business and they've probably continued it, so that's probably worth a look at.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was interested to find as well, that because I was always under the illusion that it was a, a very limited amount of mask frames that mm. you could get the, the glass put into. Um, but I was drastically wrong. They can put it in so many, a variety of, of frames now.
1: Some are easier for them than others. Yeah, but it's—I'm not saying you can fit it to everything, mm. but pretty much you'd be unlucky if you had a normal mask. You'd be unlucky if they couldn't fit it to. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, one that I used to sell a lot in Thailand was the Freedom Seos One, and uh, they've got them on the list. So right. I might actually jump on the on the back of that and get one of those with the lenses yeah. in.
1: What's What's your one? God knows. I knew you can say that. <laughs> um, well, I've got a I've got a Hollis. Uh, uh, mask which is really nice and uh, soft as well but if you said what what is it i'd go i don't know yeah um and it's interesting again that one you know some people are really into the tech side mm. the tech side of oh yeah have you got the xyz with the new you know free-flowing xyz yeah. nope <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is it again um <laughs> i have no clue you know do i have a good regulator that works yeah i do oceanic gear yeah. it all works fine is there something better Probably, but this works fine. Yeah. Um, so Ge- I'm, not a, I'm not a gear fundy. You know, yeah. Uh, Ge- Jeff
0: asked so. me on the last episode, because we are looking at the uh, the cover art for this, yeah. and he's like, oh, what's that mask? I'm like, um, Aqualung. Oh, I can't remember the model.
1: Yeah.
0: I couldn't tell you now. Yeah.
1: Well, you know? one of the corrections in it is an Oceanic mask, but I've also okay. got a Hollis as a backup as well. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you said which Oceanic, I, I don't
0: know. Yeah. on, <laughs> <laughs> well, what's Jeff got on the shelf? It's Probably a Shadow or a Mini Shadow, something like that.
1: Who knows? Yeah. So I can give a shout out to Oceanic, but not the sp- <laughs> but not the specific one. I'm sorry, and I've got your BCDs as well, uh, which are which are which are fine. But um, uh, look, there's always there's always new stuff coming out. There's always different stuff. There's stuff that looks smart, and as you know, um, sometimes you're looking at people and they've got every piece of gear going, and you mm-hmm. and you're looking at them on the way out going. Not sure you know how to use that, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And, in fact, I might have to keep an eye on you. (laughs) I know you've got all the gear that opens and shuts, and it's expensive, but, yeah.
0: That's the thing. People are, you you know, you can have all the money in the world and buy all the good stuff, but if you don't know how to use it, it's a bloody dangerous thing to be doing.
1: Yeah, Mm. it is. I I did have a person, no names, no patril, but um, going out to do... um, Deep, mm-hmm. of course, and uh, beautiful gear, um, but actually couldn't even assemble it. Really? So I'm going, oh, okay. Uh, when were you last in the water? Uh, and have you actually ever used it? The- oh, yeah, no, I've used this. I've done a lot of diving. Okay, fine. Um, and then also suggested that they might wish to take a seasickness tablet because it was a bit choppy and we had to go out for 20, 25 minutes to get a bit of depth and back again, but... Um, um, decided that well, that wasn't appropriate. Um, so, funnily enough, didn't do any diving. Had a dreadful period of, in the boat whilst we were all diving, um, um, throwing up and feeding the fish. Yeah. Uh, came back and again, I said, Well, you know, next time, you know, take a seasick and it. He said, I don't get seasick. <laughs> okay. Uh, whatever, whatever you think. Um, <laughs> so, all the gear, no idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've seen a few in the past. Yeah. I've actually. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I did actually put a a, a customer on the boat and ban them from diving for their own safety before. It's only one time I've ever done it. Yeah. But much, much the same. Too much money, not enough sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's not saying that people out there with too much money have got no sense at all.
1: No, no. No, I just, uh, no, I'd be happy to have more money uh, (laughs) and trade off a bit of sense maybe. Um, But um, (laughs) that's not where we are at the moment. But, yeah, it's just interesting. You get all all types. You, you've you seen mm. hundreds, thousands of people uh, that you were teaching to dive, and and the, there's the people who are just nervous and talking all the time. There's the people who are dead quiet and nervous. There's the people, you know, all, mm. all, all the bits in between. There's the people who tell you how good they are and how much diving they've already done, and yeah. they're on their own water, and it's possible, you know. Um, but, you know.
0: There's a, there's a mate of mine. <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking of him now. Dino Jenkins, a little Welsh fella. Lovely fella. <laughs> But, um, as soon as someone starts to mention numbers, right, I can just picture it in his head now going, "Oh no <laughs> you didn 't just mention
1: numbers <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh dear but it 's funny you say about assembling equipment because one of the um, main moans complaints hmm. that I used to get in Papua New Guinea was because it was it 's a rather lush resort. people had money, so they came. Um, expecting everything to be done for them. Right. And if it was their first dive with us, I would insist that they set up their own equipment so that we can check their um, knowledge of the equipment yeah. and, the, and the procedures. And it was always the the more well-off people that that moaned because they've not done it for years and probably wanted to avoid embarrassment but actually embarrass themselves more. Mm. Mm. Whereas those mm. people that had clearly saved many years to go to a nice location, yes. all over it like a tramp on chips. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is interesting that you know that part as an instructor, isn't it, or dive master or whatever. The the role is just assessing that human behaviour and w- mm. what you can do to help yourself and also whoever it is you're leading not get into a spot of bother, yeah. even if they're not willing to accept the help. Sometimes, yes. Um. So,
0: yeah, it's um. At, you know, I'm sure you've seen. I had Gareth Locke on a while ago. Mm. Oh, quite a while ago now, actually. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. And I met his, um, his buddy up in Newcastle only last week um, who is uh, focusing on human factors, and he's a, he's a pilot himself, military pilot. Um, and we got into the, the realms of talking about safety of diving, et cetera, mm. et cetera. And I think there's, there's scope for it. And I hope we see it in our lifetime that, you know, the safety element gets increased even more. Because I can't help feeling that there's been a little bit of a drop in it Due to, um, you know, having to try and get the customers through the door to make a coin,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, uh, and corners get cut, but those corners get cut so many times that it becomes the norm. So I think this, the norm might need a bit of a reset, and that might upset a few people when they hear it. Yeah, but it's just yeah. my it's my opinion. You yeah, I, I, and you can't you can't falter on safety.
1: I I, I agree, and we're lucky, um, or oh, it's an active decision, at uh, Frogdive, that we don't run. 8 to 1, mm. you know, ever. Yeah. Um, which is good because I'm not teaching at 8 to 1. Yeah. Uh, I just refuse to do it. I, I just don't believe, certainly in our waters here, that you can give people a good and safe experience if that's what you're working with. You cannot yeah. keep an eye. I can't keep an eye on eight people.
0: No. That as an example, 8 to 1, even with assistance, I think is ridiculous. Yeah. Absolute ridiculous. I'd rather, in fact... Um, the other chap I was talking to last week, Ryan, he's got an operation up in Newcastle, mm. and he will not reduce his prices for courses. Yeah. He refuses to. Yeah, uh, and well, quite rightly on. so. Good You on. know, he keeps those prices where they are, yeah, and where they're meant to be, yeah. and delivers an exceptionally safe and knowledgeable course. Yeah, he doesn't have to try and get more bodies through the door, as it were.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and as you say, the, let's recognise that there is a trade-off. The organisation is trying to introduce more people to diving, make it more accessible. The equipment's safer pretty much every year. Yeah. Um, it's very rare that you get equipment failure. I'm not saying it's impossible but if you look after it, it's very, very rare. Yeah. It's normally diver error Yes. Uh, that does that. So what can you do to eliminate the error? Well, you can do better training and, and then hopefully part of that training is encouraging people to dive within their own limits so they don't need that extra assistance. They look at the water and go, Nah, I'll come back next week Yeah, I'm done <laughs> That's it That's <laughs> Time it. for a coffee down there both that, Exactly yes. Time for a bacon egg roll, thanks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to open this Yeah, go for it Cheers It's actually a really nice beer It is I've not had this one before Three Sheets What's it called? Three Sheets, Lord Nelson Brewery yeah. Three Sheets It's great Yeah Can be
0: to the wind too It can be to the wind Yeah, very good Shout out to that beer company Bob on Cheers
1: Yeah, local pub in um, Just in the in the rocks Oh, yeah, that place I used to go, Lord Nelson Brewery. Bef- before Fantastic. before lockdowns, yeah, yeah,
0: hey, um just going back to the book again, yeah each uh, each dive site is there is there mention just we've just been talking about safety is there is there mention of experience levels that kind of thing
1: um, I, I actually can't remember um I think what we did was basically cut out pretty much all the dives over 30 metres. Gotcha. So, you know, for example, there's there are a couple in there over that, and you go, well, why are those in there? Because we'd already laid out the book, and taking them out would have caused a massive rerun. <laughs> so, so to be honest, we, there's a couple in there. You go, well, hang on, that one's over 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the way we approached that was to say, well, we won't put in dives that we know are particularly uh, uh, tricky, and we're not going to put deeper dives in there to encourage people to go to the book and go, oh, well, hang on, I could go down to 45 metres and do that wreck. Yeah. So we're just not going to put it in there. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I've just flicked open the book, and lo and behold, I'm on Clifton Gardens, Chowder Bay. There we go. I know it's um, it's not the greatest of visibility but I, I do really enjoy that
1: dive site it is a it it is a I think it's a really good dive site but I think it is also one that pays to be more experienced if your buoyancy is not on yes it's just going to be a cloud <laughs> yeah. um, you, you've also got to be comfortable moving around slowly mm-hmm. uh, and taking your time and it helps if you know what you're looking at now having said that we take beginners down there because we can pretty much all I mean if you can't get in at Clifton you can't get in anywhere yeah, pretty much so we can do that and if you dive there enough you know that even with a beginner you're going to show them a seahorse you're going to show them an octopus you're going to show them a moray or you're going to show them cuttlefish you know there's five or six things you know that Mm -hmm. they're going to see and go wow that was great i've never seen those before so even that you know makes it a, a good sight for for beginners but it really rewards good buoyancy
0: yeah definitely definitely and i've got to say i mean my missus. she's not a massive macro fan as it were neither but me. we'll do 70 80 minutes in there and she'll she'll come out happy as right as rain you know um yeah because there's a
1: lot in a small area
0: there is yeah, yeah yeah i mean the pier itself's only what 20 meters 25 meters something the like
1: diving that. area yeah. Of it. yeah 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 and falling apart
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah it makes me laugh though seeing all those fishermen on the top why the hell are fishing what are right? they
1: doing there um no clue and unfortunately, you know, you see the rays that they've caught, and they've just taken the, the wings off them and yeah. chucked them back in. And you see the the um, uh, leather jackets, the fan-bellied leather jackets. There are significantly fewer there than there were five or six years ago. Even yeah, uh, they've just been reefed out of the water. And I think yeah. a, I think it's a real shame. It is. And occasionally, they'll get a passing kingfish. Occasionally, yeah, in a
0: blue moon. That's right. Yeah.
1: Um. And then all their mates think you're going to go down there and catch kingfish. Yeah,
0: you're not. Yeah. Well, well Salve.
1: Yeah. Well, and the morays end up with hooks in them as well,
0: and the octopus. As yeah, well. there's been a. F- yeah, I saw so. a few. There's been a few hook removal attempts, yep. hasn't there?
1: Yeah. Mm. And and it gets constant cleanups. Um, mm. You know, there's uh, a group there do, who do great work, and I've joined them a couple of times in terms of cleanups. Most people have done cleanups there. Uh, you know, I think. Yeah. Because. There are a lot of fishes that go down there, and there's also a lot of families um, yes. uh, and picnics and stuff, and the stuff blows in the water and you know all of that sort of stuff. So, mm. it it needs constant cleaning up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think a little bit of knowledge as well. I mean, there's those um, seahorse hotels mm. there as well, which yep. they've got buoys on. Yeah. and so let's cast at those. Yes, let's see
1: what's out there. shall Well, we?
0: even better, let's moor a boat off them. You know. Yeah, uh, I saw. Su- yeah, I saw that. <laughs>
1: Actually, I, I think some free divers unfortunately attached some hoops there to do some diving through off the off the uh, as well, which is a little bit. I'm not so naughty. sure it's free divers. Oh, maybe not. I, I don't know. Um, Whoever the, it was, yeah, silly boys and girls.
0: It's definitely something to do with buoyancy, well buoyancy for divers or yeah. diving through for the free yeah. divers. However, I think they got removed a couple of days after the photos went up. I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good on. Are you diving this weekend?
1: Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, no, I'm not diving this weekend. I, I'm I'm teaching the following weekend. I'm doing an advanced course, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Hey. Uh, this weekend, I'm I'm, I, I, I'm I'm not diving at the weekend. I'm t- actually trying to avoid the weekends because <laughs> everyone else is diving <laughs> at the weekend. And I yeah. have the flexibility to dive during the week. So, me and the key buddy, I dive with Matthew Kempton. Um, we tend to dive during the week. Yeah. Um, so I am going to hop in the water either Thursday or Friday when things have just settle down a little bit because yeah. it's. Uh, was pretty average over the weekend. Yeah, we,
0: we were contemplating diving like Friday, Saturday, but the weather was just disastrous, wasn't it?
1: Well, I was down um, – I was actually down in the Illawarra on, on the weekend. So Saturday I went down to Wings Over Illawarra mm-hmm. um, to the air show there. Um, I've had better weather, <laughs> I must admit. Um, <laughs> I think they uh, managed to get about 50% of the flying display in the air. But um, oh, yeah, did they, they, they did they, – they tried, and I absolutely get them – pushing through because they had to cancel last year hmm. uh, completely. So hmm. they've been in this holding pattern for for a while. Um, so we did that, and then we were going down to dive Jervis Bay the next uh, next morning. Okay. Uh, so we were staying down there in Vincentia, which is just next to Huskisson. Yes. Um, and, um, but we cancelled it on the Wednesday because they'd already cancelled the diving on the Friday and the Saturday. Yeah. And, yes, they had their fingers crossed for Sunday morning, but it's like even if you go out – It's going to be an average dive. I'm not going all the way down there for an average dive Mm. inside the bay at Bowen Island, which I'll bet you is where it was, Yeah. rather than going down to Drum and Drumsticks, which is outside where the seal colony is and stuff like that. Um, And it's that balance, isn't
0: it? You're working out of all the decidedly average dive and then all the clean-up of all your gear and all the faff when you get home.
1: It's a long way to go for an average dive. Yeah. through no fault of their own. uh, The conditions um, just weren't. Uh, letting themselves out. But we went down anyway because we paid for the accommodation <laughs> and they wouldn't give us our money back. So we went down, had dinner there, and then came back the next day. So yeah. Yeah, there we go. Fair enough.
0: Oh, we're popping down to um, not diving at all this weekend. We're going down to, fingers crossed, uh, Victoria.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, that's uh, unique.
0: Yeah. Well, I would. Jazz has got her family down there, and yeah. we've not been down for. Oh, Christ. It's. It's gotta be eighteen months.
1: And have you have you dived down there much? Have you No,
0: I was gonna I was gonna dive Melbourne, um, and then COVID hit. So I've not had the opportunity. Right. Um but yeah, we'll will have that. Uh, this weekend coming, we'll get down to Victoria and, and just do something completely different. So I'll take the cameras and see if we can get some yeah. landscape photography, that kind of stuff.
1: Right. Mm. Right, nice. Because the the piers down there is it's certainly in the bay is 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 where the diving's at, mm. and the the growth on them is spectacular. It's that- uh, absolutely spectacular. It uh, really is. Have it. you dived Flinders Pier, uh, Flinders? Yes, Rye, Flinders. I've uh, gone to, down to Portsea. I, I haven't done a lot of diving, and I'm not claiming to. Yeah. Um, and Blairgowrie. Mm. Um, and did that first two years ago. I think again we just sneaked in outside of COVID, um, to, for the spider crabs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which uh, come in, uh, if they're coming in this year, they they didn't. Yeah. Um, and again, it's one of those things, there's a, just a wholesale netting and taking them out of the water uh, and funnily enough, they didn't show up this year. Yeah. It might not be related to that, but it certainly wouldn't have helped wiping out a few thousand of them. No. Um. I'm It's like shooting fish in, in a barrel, for goodness sake.
0: Oh, they, they climb over themselves. It's amazing, isn't it?
1: It is. It's quite amazing. And I really enjoyed that. So that was the first time I'd seen that. So we were hoping to incorporate that in the South Australian trip this year, having done Ewan's Ponds and Kilsby, come mm. back through um, uh, Melbourne. Um, but COVID was getting a bit iffy at that stage, and we could just see things starting to close down. And we just went, nah, let's head back to Sydney. Yeah. Um, and... As it happens, the crabs didn't arrive in the numbers that they had done previously. They yeah. might have been somewhere in the bay, I'm sure, but they weren't at the piers.
0: Yeah. I was talking to um, – because I, I don't know if you have been made aware that uh, Flinders Pier, mm-hmm. um, the Victorian parks and whatever it's called, uh, are looking at demolishing a section of the pier. All oh, right. No. Um and, yeah, it, it flashed up on my, of all things, social media some months ago that um, Sir David Attenborough had written a letter in defence of, of you know, the demolition, or against the demolition, but sorry. It, okay.
1: I know he's certainly written support for the spider crabs because there was a yeah. thing called Save Our Spider Crabs SOS, yeah. um, um, which is is fantastic. Mm. Um, so they're certainly trying to get the rules changed. And I think the Victorian government, They've got a balance, I guess, you know, tourism versus shooters and fishers and all of that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so I, I, I kind of get that, but they changed the bag limit, I think, from 30 to 15. It's like, okay, so 10 of you go down and 15 yeah. per day, It's a, it's a, a lot of crabs, it I
0: is. think. Yeah, yeah. But now this one was more, again. Uh, um, was the with actual the, pier itself, was it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. To do with the Sea Dragons as well. Though. Right, got, right. Yes. But I noticed. i seen the Wheaties down there. Yeah, that's next couple of days, the, the guy that I spoke to, was Charles Reese, who is kind of spearheading the uh, anti-demolition yeah. front, and uh, they've got about forty thousand signatures already.
1: Good on them! Uh, yeah,
0: to to you know push. I'll have a look, look at that. Forth. I
1: wasn't I wasn't aware of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tag him in this, and then um, I think we'll maybe get him on the show as well and get some yeah. more detail on it because it seems to be c- carrying uh, forward quite well now. Yeah, and so it should, you know, because um, they it, I think. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. I think they announced the government announced that they were going to do the demolitions of the, the section of pier right. right when COVID hit. So it was kind of hidden uh, by the uh, the headlines of, of COVID. So it was it was it's like know, re- it was either perfect timing yeah. or just coincidence. But I think maybe the former than the latter.
1: It's like you know, um, bringing out new policy on Christmas Day. It's like uh, yes,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, we'll have a look at that one. I'll, I'd I'd like to get down there and dive it. It's um it's on the well radar.
1: well well worth doing.
0: Yeah, Well yeah, worth doing.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm sure there's an awful lot of diving outside of the bay. I haven't done it, so
0: yeah, can't talk yeah. about. It. Well, we were we were looking at a, a, a mate of mine, um, who's a, uh, a film producer, mm-hmm. and we were looking at putting. Oh, he invited me uh, to be the um, dive safety officer. As it were, for um, a kind of on the a fly fly on the wall kind of look, Doco thing, yeah. traveling from Adelaide up to Cairns um, and diving along the route. So Flinders was one of the locations. I was gonna say,
1: if you're going to go straight from Adelaide to Cairns? There's no diving. That's a long way with no diving,
0: isn't it? <laughs> uh, but going the, going the <laughs> scenic route, <laughs> right? Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> wow. Okay, <laughs> um, but a lot of the places that you've mentioned, yes. uh, while well, we've been talking, uh, uh, all points that we were looking yeah. at targeting as well
1: i thought you i i was really surprised by ewan's ponds i haven't done freshwater diving so th- that was interesting to get in there and the absolute clarity 40, where, where's that meters. one through? ewan's ponds so uh, mount gambia okay. uh, which is near where killsby sinkhole is and some of the other sinkholes are yeah. um but the beauty the beauty of ewan's is that you can you, you don't need uh Special certification to go in there. You don't need um, guides or anything like that. There's basically three linked ponds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maximum depth, I think, is maybe 14, 15, 11 meters in the first one. And then you go through a small channel that's probably only, I'm just going to say, two meters deep that Mm -hmm. links the pond and then into the next one and into the next one. You have to go through their equivalent of parks and wildlife. It's not quite called that, it's called something else. Uh, but you can just book it yourself, yeah. pay 35 bucks, I think it is, and, and do that and basically drift down from the top to the bottom. Absolutely crystal clear. You're not in there for the fish life. There is actually some fish life, yeah. um, but that's not what you're there for. You're there for just stunning clarity. Yeah. Uh, and then we also took the opportunity to dive Killsby Sinkhole, which was a, was a bit more of a um, you, you needed to go with the approved people and all the rest of it, and I, I, I get that. Because if you noodle down into the wrong part, you can get down to 65. Not, not, the, <laughs> not that we were going in that part. There's a, there's a clear sort of line. But I think it's 26, 28. So it's still, you know, a little bit deep. But, again, you can look up and see the platform and the clouds. And, and they do a really good gin. Oh, really? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, sinkhole gin, it's called. Oh, yeah? nice. so. If nothing else, <laughs> you can buy should, that. I had <laughs> like a pair of drinkers no, that, tell well, me about diving. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The water is uh, – the, the, the spiel is the water so pure that we make gin out of it. Mm. Um, but but um, Ewan's, Ewan's Ponds are, I, I I thought was spectacular. Again, it's one of those ones I would go back and do. I wouldn't actually do Killsby again. I've done that. Why is that? Because it's a big hole um, which you kind of go round and round mm-hmm. and you go, yes, it's really clear – But you kind of circle around for 40, 45 minutes and then you come up and you go, okay, that was pretty cool. (laughs) Um, And the third time you go over the kangaroo bones, you go, okay, I've got them. Um, So so there's not much else um, apart from the experience of doing it and the clarity of the water, which is fantastic. So very glad I've done it. Wouldn't do that one again myself, but I would go and do Ewan's again because it's simple to do and you go, if we had a half-decent day, which we didn't, but if you had a half-decent day with sunlight, it would be just spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular.
0: That's the thing with stuff like that, isn't it? You've mm. got the sunlight coming through, there's shards of light, just, it makes a fantastic just, shot.
1: Just brilliant. Just yeah. brilliant. And again, you know, Rapid Bay Jetty, um, great spot for the uh, leafy sea dragons. But even without them, um, it would be just a spectacular dive because you're right under mm. this jetty. There's a, an area there called the Aquarium for good reason, yeah. Uh, with the fish on it. Again, we were very lucky with the conditions, but it, fantastic, really really good.
0: And did you find some leafies? Yes. Well done. Yes, we
1: did. Yeah. Oh, actually, each dive that we were there. So I think on the first dive we were really happy that we found one, um, and that was at the bluff out, out of Victor Harbour, mm. um, which was an iffy dive, really. The conditions weren't so good. But the next dive we went we thought, well, we've ticked the box. Now let's try and see what else we can do and uh, talk to one of the local operators. They go, oh, no, no, you need to go here, here, and here. And sure enough, you go here, here, and here yeah. with that information. There they are. Yeah, yeah. And they're quite big. Well, they look it, don't they? Yeah, they're yeah. quite
0: they're quite big. And yet, um, I, I refer back to Don again, Don Silcock, Sil- Don mm. and he was saying how difficult they are to find because they blend in so well.
1: They, they do blend in well, but I think it's like anything else. Once you've seen them and you've got your eye in and you know what you're looking for. Yeah. It's, it, it becomes a lot easier. But yeah. funnily enough, they're well camouflaged. Like, like the Wheaties are well camouflaged too. Yeah. Once you know where they are though and where you're going to find them, chances are you'll find them. Yeah. Chances yeah. are you'll find them. Um, you know, it's a bit like stonefish. There's no stonefish here. I'll bet there are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just, just don't put your hands down. Yeah. Same thing.
0: There's a dude, I don't know, I don't know whether he's a diver. I need to have a look. I've I've just recently started having a look on TikTok and stuff like that. And you get through all the crap. Hmm. All the people dancing in front of the screen and stuff. And then there's people that actually yeah, I generally make some.
1: Some of your interviews you're a fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's
0: <laughs>
1: There's uh you, yeah, you get through the
0: rubbish. And there's this chap I can't remember his name now. I'll find it for next time I'm on, but um he's over uh Perthways, Western Australia hmm. but he seems to know everything about every Fish and anything that lives in water whatsoever. So he's finding these amazing like spider crabs and yeah. and, and rockfish and, and putting them on display for the camera, but in the correct fashion. He's, right. you know, he's not manhandling them. Yeah. He's he's doing it as though he's a, a biologist, and I wouldn't be surprised if he is.
1: Yeah. No, I, uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen that. Yeah. I must admit, TikTok's one of the other social media platforms that sort of passed me by.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, believe you me, I'm not going to get into it. There's no. too many people dancing around like. Silly buggers on it. There you go. But um, it, yeah, I've got to look at everything, see what's going on. True. Um, and I'm sure he's got an Instagram. I'll find it. Um, but, I'll, I'll, yeah, when I do, I'll tag it and I'll let you know. He's a yeah. he's, he's, he's no, good one to have there. a look at. Yeah.
1: yeah. So there's always more to learn, and there's you know, mm. people that know, know an awful lot more than me about it.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. I find him very interesting. I should find his name, but I can't be bothered. I'll have a look right. for next we'll one. Look, <laughs> look, look it up later. That's it. <laughs> all right, mate. Well, I think...
1: Yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll wrap if it up. You're happy?
0: We've been going nearly an hour and a half. See, time flies when you're having fun and a beer.
1: Yeah, and uh, and if you edit it down, you'll get at least twenty minutes out of that. Exactly,
0: be good. eighteen at a push. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: just just very quickly before we disappear, yeah. um, where where can people get hold of your book?
1: Uh, so uh, a number of the dive shops. Um, Stock them, Mm -hmm. uh, which is great. Frog Diver is is one of them, but Dive Centre Manly uh, stocks them as well, uh, amongst others. Um, So we we try and move them through the dive shops rather than just do them uh, centrally. But uh, if you can't find them, then Oz Diver, Mm -hmm. uh, which is an online magazine that comes out on a quarterly basis that Johan is the editor for and I'm a contributor to, uh, they have a site and you can get the books there.
0: Happy days. All right. Well, we'll sort out the links and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm literally weeks away from redoing our website, and it's all brand new, SMIC I fives, all that kind of yeah. thing. And I'm more than happy to put a link in there for you as well. So anyone who's looking for the books, yeah. if you can't find them and you don't live in Sydney you want to order one, then maybe we can put a link in there for you as well. Great. Too easy. All right. All right, mate. Uh, absolute pleasure talking to you. Thanks, man. And um, thanks for coming on the show. It's a pleasure. I think we'd better go and get another beer.
1: I think we should. Thanks very
0: much. Happy days. Cheers. Thanks, Dan. bye, bye. Bye, everybody.
1: This is Scuba Go Go Under the Sea. The podcast for the inquisitive
0: diver.